Is it good? Oh, I'm live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey. You got Mike. And we are here tonight to get some things done. There's a lot going on right now in this, uh, especially in the state uh, that that just happened, especially in Martin County. We just got rid of the mandates. We just got, whoa, that was pretty loud. We just got rid of the mandates in Martin County. We still need it in St. Lucie County. That's where I live. Uh, but we're fighting the good fight. We are getting faith. there. And guess what? Look at that. We actually have lighting. We have really decent lighting in here. It's pretty nice. It's so beautiful. Our studio is, is, getting, is. is getting changed up. I love it. Uh, we're, we're going through a little change. You're going to see more and more as the yep. days go on, which is really exciting. But we got a lot of news to cover, my friend. Yes, we have we a do. ton of news to cover right now. Also, too, if you guys haven't checked this out, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Theselfevidenttruth.com. And you guys can find out more information about who we are, what we do, why we do it, because it's why we do it. Does that make sense? Because that's yeah, why we do it. It makes sense. Right. That also, 1776truth.store. You guys can go on there as well. Um, we have a ton of stuff going on there as well. And we are so excited to share some news with you guys. Also, did you guys know? Did you guys know? Did you know? This is so crazy, dude. Wisconsin is a hotspot for COVID. <gasps> How many people? 40,000? 50,000? 1 million? I know. I'm thinking, man, hotspot. Holy smokes, right? 5.822 million people live in Wisconsin. 5.822 million people live in Wisconsin. And right now there's there's 3,700 cases reported. <gasps> Do the math. No, I can't. I don't know math. What's a percent? <laughs> what's a percent of 6 million people? <laughs> 1% is what, 6,000? Yeah, exactly! So, so no, 60,000, isn't it? It could be. Six million. Yeah. I told you I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. It's a hot spot because 3,700 new cases have been reported. Listen to the lies in the media, you guys. This is so insane. They said they had 1,000 hospitalizations, which is true. You probably could get hospitalized for COVID. I wasn't. Probably should have been, but I wasn't. No. You, were, you, you weren't as, as no. down as we were. No. The point I'm trying to make is why are they pushing this narrative? They're constantly pushing the fear narrative all the time. And we got to get... We got to stop this stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and um, when you look at this stuff, like we've got to remember things in the big picture, and that's that's what bugs us about this is you're not getting the full picture. You're getting a narrative that's built for you. So they say oh, three thousand people. Florida's been running two, three thousand people per day for weeks upon weeks. And you look at college cases. Now, this is a little bit different train, but just stick with me here. On college cases, they've had these clusters of COVID. There's no hospitalizations or like single digit hospitalizations of COVID. Now, everybody was afraid when the colleges went back, all the students were going to get it. Everybody was going to be hospitalized. Oh, there were going to be deaths. Oh, they haven't had any of that. Exactly. Why? Because the younger you, younger you are, the less susceptible you are to it, let alone the fact. So when you're really young, you don't have the ACE2 uh, receptors that are needed in order to catch COVID. As you get older, you grow more of those ACE2 receptors. So you become more susceptible to it. So that's why you're not seeing the problems in schools that everybody thought they were gonna have. And there were people out there that were saying, kids should be in school. They're the ones not affected by this. Everybody said, oh heavens, who thinks of the children? Problem is, it's not the children <laughs> we have to worry about. It's the people in the nursing homes, which, you know, um, over in Michigan with Whitmer, we decided to shove 
positive COVID positive people into nursing homes. <laughs> yeah. Como, Cuomo shoved positive people into, into nursing, nursing homes. homes. And why don't we just straight up defy? This is so stupid. Supreme Court is everything, right? That's why we just can't have people stack the courts, which is a false narrative anyways. Stacking the courts is making more people available for the courts that, that, that promote your agenda. Electing a judge to go into the court system is not packing the court. There's nine. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So just get oh, this narrative. Don't believe on. the lie. Don't believe the lie. Hold on. Wait. You're supposed to have nine on the court, but you only have eight. So adding the ninth is packing the court. That's right. See, and don't don't sense? packing the court was what Roosevelt did. Yeah. That that's what he did when he what did he call it? The supermajority or something like that? I, no, it wasn't he, the supermajority. It was he, uh go ahead. He was man, oh now you're pulling it up from the recesses. He was trying to pack the court. I think he even backed he off did. of it. Cause no, he didn't. He he added more justices. Did he? Yep. And so it went from seven to yep, nine yep, then, right? Yep. Yeah. And and the whole idea was to try and create your own 100%. majority, which is exactly what so Democrats don't, are talking about. Please don't believe the lie. Don't believe it's, the lie of what's going on. ACB is kicking butt. She's yeah, one of the most calm she, people I've ever seen. Um, she, <laughs> no notes. And the fact, the audacity <laughs> that they would say she's she she got tested before. You got tested with all the Democrats' questions, all of them, and you just had answers that you're. Come on, dude. No I, way. I love. Okay? I love how these senators have like these massive binders hey, of notes, and ACB. They're like, "What notes do you have?" She holds up a blank pad. <laughs> what? Yes. She has them. You know what's, owned, you know what's crazy though, dude? <laughs> they finally see a woman going up into that set, th th that seat, right? And basically, she's too smart. And then they go, well, you're too too smart. You're way too smart. You've probably been coached in these questions. You're too smart to be a woman. Dude, they destroy their own narrative. You don't even have to make fun of these people. They do it themselves. Seriously. You don't have to mock them. Just let them talk long yeah. enough. They literally <laughs> deceive themselves. But the question is, has ACB committed sexual assault? Gosh. Has she? Again, the the audacity, dude. The audacity. And what was she? She was from. Uh, what was she from? She was from Hawaii. 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 She's, she's okay. And then, forgive and, me, and, but she's nuts. Oh my gosh. Corona's nuts, dude. Dude, just 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 think about this too. Sexual preference has been used by everybody, which so I don't even agree with. That up. I'm so okay? glad you brought that Did up. Did you know the Atlantic said, "Oh my gosh, sexual preference"? You literally used that same phrase a month prior in an article. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, the Atlantic. <laughs> All the all the LGBTQ publications had been using it, using it, using it, and then Hirono comes out and says it's so offensive to use sexual preference, and they all change overnight. Even Merriam-Webster Dictionary, remember, the dictionary itself decided in the middle of the night to put a little asterisk on the word, Think about on it, the guys. term sexual preference, and say this is offensive. Think hmm. about it. You didn't think it was offensive until a senator agendas or what tends to line up with you brought it up agendas you is think it agenda much? it absolutely is an agenda dude how does miriam webster want to change the definition of a dictionary that quickly why especially after something happened culturally politically in in a turn of phrase or, or a, a switch of the system rapidly randomly totally and then suddenly we've changed this now you have to this is something that we have to think about and we have to remember is these organizations that determine the definitions are not necessarily 
completely devoid of political influence or direction. Okay, we've talked about the APA, the American Psychological Association, and the change of definitions they do in order to reflect cultural changes, right? So toxic masculinity in the APA, 100%. right? So when you look at something like the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, you have to remember that they aren't completely devoid of political bias. Now, I'm not saying they're all just completely political, liberal, progressive, and they're switching everything every 15 minutes. But look at the situation and just catalog it and say, not nah, that seems a little bit weird. That seems strange that somebody who is trying to commit themselves to being nonpartisan, commit themselves from being outside of political sway, cultural influence, has suddenly, without any discussion, changed this, this term to be offensive. That's a problem because sexual preference, that term was great for years and years upon end until suddenly a conservative used it to defend <clears throat> her position. And guys, here, here's the point too. I'm not changing the definition. The bottom line is they're choosing that lust. They're choosing that. I'm glad you the, use the word lust, too. They, they are choosing lust. And guys, I'm telling you, they're changing every single word to destroy the conservative movement and the Christian. Here's why. Racism. It's called hatred. Let me... It's called No, it's called hatred. And this is coming from someone who is ethnic, okay? It is hatred. They don't just hate you because of your skin. They just hate you. They hate. There's no such thing as a hate crime because murder is hatred. Bigotry is hatred. All of that stuff is hatred. And guess what? Jesus talked about love and hate more than anybody and gave the truest definitions, both of the words love and hate. He said, my father is love, right? If you abide in him, you have his love, his love, which his love is he created all things. Therefore, he loves all things. He may not, he, he, he won't agree with your decision. And on judgment day, we're going to, we're going to have to give an account, right? Of what we do and what we say, all these things, but he created you. So he hasn't taken you out. You're still breathing. That means he's still here. He's loving, kind, and he's compassionate. God is good, Right. But there is a day where we will give an account for what we do. And the bottom line is the book of James is very clear. This is why, I, and, and I'm stepping out on a limb here, okay, guys? Go for the, it. The spirit of XYZ. It's the spirit of laziness. It's the spirit of whatever. Spirit of this. No, no, no. The Bible says you're drawn away of your own lust and you're enticed. You are born, you draw yourself away from it. If you're not in the word, that's not a spirit of laziness. You're just not wanting to read the word. There's, it's not in you and the hunger is not in you. Sorry, I don't see that in scripture. I haven't seen the spirit of coffee. I heard that once. Not Fish true. Fish and cocaine. Not true. Not true. If you're addicted, you're addicted. There's no spirit of drug use. It's a, it's a lust. It's a sin. And we've got to quit minimizing these things and trying to put terms on these things. It's wrong to do that. And what that does, and I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking about this today. What we do is we actually put the responsibility on something else as opposed on, to ourselves. Dude. We put the decision and the responsibility on something. Well, it's a spirit of. Now, I'm not mocking this idea of, hey, there are influences outside of us, but we have to decide, are we categorizing everything as a spirit of, or are we determining that, look, we have free will. We have responsibility over our choices. So are we going to say it's a spirit of <laughs> no. alcohol, or Dude. is it a choice and you are being unresponsible or irresponsible, sorry, irresponsible with the decision okay. to drink alcohol. 100%. First John, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. There's no spirit in that. Don't love the world, nor the things that are in the world. Think about that. For the love of the world, right? Uh, what, what does it say? For the, those, that are those that love the world hate God, basically. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because those that love the world love the devil. They love him. What's in the world? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those things are in the, that's the lust of the, not the spirit of the world or the spirit of the flesh or the spirit of the pride of life. It's the lust of it. You desire it. And it's inside of you because you have not, you have not, uh, th there's things that still need to be sanctified in you, but don't put it on something else. It's my choice. Yeah. It's my choice. It's not anything and overtaking me. It's not seriously. Satan isn't making me do anything. And we got to quit putting this on the LGBT community saying, and I'm, I'm okay. We got to quit saying to them. Okay. You guys are just, that's just how, no, no, they are, they are born with sin. Just like I was, just like I am. I was born in sin. Yeah. But thank God I was born again and redeemed by the blood of Christ. I was redeemed to want something new. I'm born again. I don't have the same corruptible seed in me. I'm now after the things of God. It's different now, right? And the things that I used to do, I don't want to do now. I don't want to do them. And the things that I do want to do, I don't do, right? That's what yeah. Paul said in Romans 7. But he said, I thank God that he delivered me. Romans 8 then talks about, I have no condemnation in Christ because I'm born of the Spirit. I'm after the things of the Spirit. I'm not saying you won't sin, but don't blame it on someone else. Just, it's you. How can you, okay, how does repentance work if we're blaming something else? Then you're not repentant. Yeah, I, and how is it your sin, right? If it's something else, how oh, is dude. it your sin? Um, and I, I want to get into the psychology, spirituality of LGBT for just for a second, because this, this is something that people don't understand. So I've had people come to me and say, how can you be against being gay, right? It's, <laughs> it's not their choice. <sighs> yes and no. So this is what happens. All of us are what we would consider broken glasses, right? And broken glasses break different ways. Everybody has their weakness in sin they have something that that draws them pulls them that that they just have a weaker sense of now look at the psychological factor of that there are psychological influences as well as probably genetic makeup that makes somebody more um, susceptible to certain vices certain lusts certain sins when that pairs with temptation those situations, those genetics, whatever, help make them more susceptible to that draw away from sin. Truth. Or draw away from God into truth, sin. Truth, truth, truth. So it's not the attraction that is the biggest problem. It's the acting on the attraction. It's the behavior, right? Now, you may say, well, well no, no, no. It's the attraction as well. It's what you do with it. Right? You may be tempted to lust after women. What do you do with it? That's exactly you it. You may have a thought that comes into your mind. The question is, what do you do with it? Do you take it captive with Christ or do you allow it to happen? Do you entertain it? That's, that's and the question the, that's is, how thinking, far do you go with it? And the problem is, what happens is, sexuality, once again, is such a spiritual force. It's so powerful spiritually that it pulls people away from Christ because people want sexuality more than they want Christ. And so what happens is, somebody especially who is same-sex attracted, they go, well, it's either my same-sex attraction, which is so much of my identity, or it's Christ. So what they do is they say, well, I can't give this up because this is who I am, which they've been told and trained and taught. So they say, I, I, I can't give this up, so I'm just not going to go towards Christ because Christ tells me to give it up. That's right. And what happens is they start entertaining and fulfilling the desires by acting out on it. 
they don't battle it with the spirit of Christ. They act out on it. They go towards it. They fall into it. They create a behavior and a lifestyle out of it. So the question is, what do you do with the temptation? That's where the problem comes into play. Yeah. And I think too many people have gotten this wrong of if you're even tempted by same-sex attraction, you are a horrible sinner. We're all tempted. Dude, I mean, but seriously, it's like going to math class and saying 2 plus 2 is 4. I just don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. And I, I don't, don't believe want it at to. all. Now, the question is, do you decide in math class? No, 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 no. Exactly. I'm go with what's true. Or you're going to say, no, two plus two equals chair. You, <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you learn something, right? You learn something. When I read scripture and there's any part like that, I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't, I don't. Once I go there, he's the one that's right. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the savior. God is the father, right? Christ is Holy Spirit is the one who leads me. I'm not the one that's right. God is. So my, my spirit, my life conforms to him, my soul, my mind. I'm supposed to wash myself and renew myself by the washing of the water of the word. Then my mind is conformed to the word. And so what happens is when people say, how are you against? No, God didn't create you that way. So his spirit is in me. Therefore, he says it's wrong. Therefore, I know it's wrong. Uh, how is it that, that uh, uh, pedophilia is wrong? How is it that sex before marriage is wrong? How is it that uh, uh, anger over anger is wrong, you know, rage and those kind of things. Hating your brother without a cause, looking at a person, to, all these things, like murder is wrong. Why? So according to that standard, if we could just say, well, only those things, and you ever notice it's only those things? Mm-hmm. It's the things that yeah. they want that it's wrong? Yeah. It's just those little things, Which right? The the it always expands too. So, well, oh my gosh, What about dude. this now? What about this now? What about this now? Exactly. So, the, the reason that we're, we're saying all this is you have to have the right mindset, especially as a believer, of how to look at this. And it helps you look at those who are struggling in that sin with a little more clarity, a little more understanding, because it's very easy to say, oh, what a sinner. But yeah, it's a little dude, bit. There's compassion there. Yeah. If you, can, if you can understand what they're going through and relate it to what you've gone through, you have more compassion. Right? Word. That's why we're told Word. remove the log from your eye before you remove the speck from your brother's eye. It doesn't say just move the log and move on. It says remove the log Truth. first, then Truth. remove the speck. Truth. What does that mean? That means you clear up your own stuff first. You go through it. You get victory over it. Come you on. overcome it. Then you know how to move forward on it so that you can go back to your brother and help them in something That's and right. walk through it. That's right. Once again, guys, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Share the video. Um, we're about to get into the real topics that we're going to talk about. That was kind of a side tangent, which is good. We we'll talk about teaching. that. Somebody yeah, needed you, it. you know what? We need it. I hope you guys receive something out of it. Again, go go to the self evident truth. Find out more about what we're doing. Become a torchbearer. We need your support. But also Tell us where you're from. Tell us where you're listening from. Share the video to get it out there. We obviously yeah. love it when people do that. So let's get to bitness. Hey, what do we got for bitness? News bits. We need, we need to come up with graphics News bits. News bits. All right. That <laughs> should just be the graphic. <laughs> right? All right. Slide News number bits. one. So you guys may have heard about this. Maybe. Unless you've been living under a rock or you only watch CNN and listen to Twitter. <laughs> because it's already been debunked. Yeah. It just yeah, got no, no, released, no. but it's been debunked. It's debunked. It can't possibly be true. Ever notice that everything with Trump is bad and wrong? But then also we mentioned Biden, Clinton. Oh, that's oh, been no, debunked. No, 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 no. That's it's debunked. Fake. It's fake. It's well, fake. let's prove that wrong. Okay. So we're going to be talking about the Biden emails. If you've been living under a rock, a laptop was found 
in a random computer store. Now, this the the thing that gets me about this is this story is like, oh man, really? But <laughs> but we actually have something that came out that kind of corroborates everything that's been going on here. But a laptop was dropped off at a computer repair store in Delaware. And the laptop was never claimed, never retrieved. The owner of the shop went through the laptop, ended up finding a whole cache of Hunter Biden email correspondence, as well as explicit pictures, uh, damaging pictures, videos, all of that. He turned the laptop into the FBI, and he copied the hard drive before he did it. Now, here's where this gets interesting. We're going to cover, in a little bit later, we're going to cover what Facebook and Twitter did about this whole story. However, a business associate of Biden released Biden. emails that show that they were doing this with China, not just Ukraine. Oof. So this email strain shows what happened with China. Another smoking gun. Uh-oh. <laughs> Especially because this associate who got left out to dry, man, be careful. If you're going to commit crimes, don't leave somebody out to dry because they may turn on you. And what happened was he turned on Biden and Biden's associate he gave his email address and password to a reporter, let them get into it, and this shows that Hunter Biden uh, was bringing in members of the Communist Party in China to the White House in order to complete business deals. Dang. Uh-oh. So this included a tour of the White House and a request to meet upper White House officials. It also includes securing an off-the-books meeting with Joe Biden. You're like, oh, how, uh, th- how do we know that? It's off the books. <laughs> well, let me tell you. This was corroborated <laughs> by the CEC, okay, this, this Chinese business group. Their Secretary General, Maggie Chang, in a document listing CEC members' biographies. You Dang. go, how did that happen? She alleges she facilitated the meetings in Washington in 2011, which the logs show a group of 30 Chinese business people touring the White House at the alleged time. Not only that, but she was bragging. Washington established figures met with them. The first name she dropped was... Joe Biden. Joe Biden. We have conspiracy. (laughs) Because he's always been honest. Oh, totally. Did you know she went he went to a black college? (laughs) (laughs) Too much? Too far? Too soon? Too soon. Think about this. Do you guys remember the debates? The Democratic debates when Kamala Harris and him were going at each other. She's basically almost calling him like a, 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 a child molester, <laughs> right? Racist, all this stuff, right? Creepy Joe, Creepy like Joe Biden. I don't know if she said that, but I think someone did. Like all of a sudden, now he's the consummate professional. Oh, he single-handedly Perfect. himself took took care of the burden of of the collapse in 2008. He single-handedly <laughs> has helped so many people, including blacks, right? When he's been in Congress 47 years. Just listen to this. So when we say Joe Biden, it's like it should be no shock at all because government does this now. They're just involved in this crap. And if you look at Biden, you so there was a book that came out that cataloged how family or members of his family have gotten rich millions and millions and millions of dollars in different countries because of their connection with Biden. And you look it up, man, their brothers, uncles, family members, everybody, they're getting rich off the hog because rich. Joe Biden just happens to be in the right place at the right time. Okay? So pay attention to the story. It's going to get bigger. Now. Bigger. Bigger. Now let's look at the other side of this whole thing. Let's go to slide two. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
So we told you about this story. Guess who wasn't telling you about this story? Facebook and Twitter. Dun, dun, dun. They blocked out the Biden email scandal. That's right. They were pulling down. Didn't they uh, suspend Kaylee, Kaylee? What's her name? Yeah, the, the, press, the secretary? press secretary of the White House. Yeah, so they blocked her. They blocked others right now. They've been blocking the story because, you know, no independent fact checks. They just block it. The, the best part about that is Facebook. Um, where is it? Facebook's Andy Stone. Okay, former Democrat staffer, but totally nonpartisan, of course, <laughs> stated that until the story was fact-checked by their third-party's fact-checkers, they would reduce its distribution. Oh, wait. Cart before the horse. Facebook has always approached this, supposedly, completely backwards to that, where their guidelines normally approach questionable stories after they've been posted and they fact-check them. Funny. Now, suddenly, Facebook goes, no, we can't put this until we fact-check it, as opposed to everything up to now where... Well, we'll let it go, and then we'll fact-check it and decide on it later. It, Twitter kind of sort of did the same thing, including censoring an official GOP government account for having a link to the article. Hmm. Hmm. We can't even let our government talk on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry. This stuff makes me so frustrated. Because it's ridiculous, it's so dude. crazy. If dude. you can't see past the corruption... <laughs> Seriously, and this is why it's like I love when liberals watch this show. We've had many last week, especially we we're talking about <laughs> this is crazy. We're having liberals watch this show, and it's like they just click off because they don't like what's being said. And the bottom line is, dude, this is so true. I'll, I'll put this up. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong <laughs> that Facebook and Twitter did not censor this story. It's just like saying that Obama didn't have any scandals during his presidency. I love that one. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you remember Fast and Furious? Did you remember the IRS Lois Lerner scandal? Did you I mean, seriously, this is dude, what they do. That's and they proclaim themselves the Messiah here. Dude, that's like that's like abolishing all laws and saying crime has gone to zero percent. Right, right. <laughs> well, just, of course, if you have no cooking, laws. Yeah, cooking the books. Just throw away all the logs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crime went down. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I've, which, I've, which I've by the way, which that. by the way, if you're listening to us from Martin County, Tuesday four, I think it's four or five, four or five o'clock. I think four. But they're voting on some LGBTQ stuff right under our noses, dude, for the public schools. No, no, no. Go with that. I, so, so, I don't and know I and I have that. to put this out there. Are you in Martin County, or I don't care what county you're from, you want to come down here to Martin County, go to the school board because they're voting on teaching LGBTQ history. And they were doing this. The only way we found out was because someone from the school board called us, one of our friends from the school board. And so they're just going to vote this through because it was $3 million, I think it was, that they were going to get. Right? Not Because they're the only ones bullied somehow, the LGBTQ people. I know people who are, who are lesbian that are against this. Okay? And it, because the schools shouldn't be teaching this stuff. Guys, you have to come out, show your support, get your voice out there. Come to Martin County School Board. We'll put the address down below. We need to show up. We need to Absolutely. make our voices heard. We cannot let this stuff pass because this is our children now. It's on our watch. So we just got out of the mask thing, and then they're pushing this crap. It's, it's almost simultaneous oh, how this ends. happens. And, it's, and you know why? Because Thomas Jefferson said eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. Amen. So, yeah, we always have to be on guard. We can't let our guards up now. So, yay, we got the mask mandate off. So what? We've got a lot more to do right now, and we've got to stay on top of this stuff, guys, in, in, in any county. If, we, if you guys know anything's going on in any county, I want to blast that stuff so you guys can go because yes. we need to be involved. Go Absolutely. ahead. Um, so to round out this Twitter and Facebook story, because we do have to get to the main topic, Joe Jorgensen. 
But one thing I want to say. So this story, the Hunter Biden story, when it first came out. Sorry, Gloria Tucker just said they're doing it in Palm Beach County already. Golly, dude. Keep fighting. We're not done, guys. We're not done yet at all. Notice how they have to push this in the dead of night to get it to happen. So this is why we need to be in school board so we can get this crap out of there. Make your voice heard. Now is the time. Let them know you are not happy with Here, what's going on. You want to know how to end it? Get the parents involved on in how to teach their kids to love their neighbors themselves. That's what you need to do. And start preaching some gospel. Amen. Not the school's job. Not the school's job, job at all. Our job. Um, with Twitter and Facebook. So this story, it had no immediate coverage from news sources like WAPO. New York Times, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, WAPO and NY, uh, New York Times, they did a little bit of lip service on this, but basically they treated it as a false story, this whole Biden thing. So if you try to post it on Facebook or Twitter, you might get censored, you might get banned. This, this is going to sound like a plug, but this is why I push alternate tech so much. I've gotten a couple of people to sign up at Parler. They like the interface, right? Sign up on Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. Get that rolling. We actually just signed up on Rumble.com today. That's a YouTube alternative. We're on BitChute. Get onto these alternative platforms. Push them forward. Promote them. Promote them on the old platforms right this is how true information gets disseminated because guess what facebook and twitter have just proved to you that they're in the pockets of a certain group in the political system Mm. so if you want truth you're gonna have to go outside those groups are you gonna run into misinformation and false and blah 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 yes yep but I would rather you see that stuff and be able to start to work through it yourself than have somebody tell you no 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 don't have this information only have this information we're here to give you truth right as self-evident we're going to give you the evidence and the facts that we found we want you to weigh it we want you to look at other sources we want you to try to find out the truth for yourself because if you don't that means you're just being led like a lamb to the slaughter okay (laughs) yes lord are you ready to get into it yes i'm very much ready to get into this Kristen, you ready? You look bored, girl. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Let's get into right. this. Obviously, we have to do a circus over here to keep her interested. Truth. I got to do some cartwheels. Would you guys like to see that? Some Actually, cartwheels? I would. Shut up. Give a thumbs up and a share if you want to see Massey do cartwheels. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Joe Jorgensen. You want to start it out or you want me to? Go ahead. All right. I'll do it. Joe Jorgensen. Okay, so last week we had a question about Joe Jorgensen. And let this be proof to you that, hey, you ask, we'll try and respond. So we did some research. We looked through who Joe Jorgensen was, the libertarian candidate Ah, for president. And we've come up with her issues, her policies, and our conclusion about whether or not it's worth it to vote for her. So her background, she's a candidate for the Libertarian Party. She has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from Baylor University. She masters in Business Administration from Southern Methodist University. She had worked at IBM. She became a part owner of Digitech, all right? So she's been in the corporate world, right? She has a PhD in Industrial and Organizational Psychology from Clemson. You may ask, what is that? Well, I looked it up for you because I had no clue. (laughs) (laughs) Industrial and Organizational Psychology 
it's the study of behavior relating to work and work life for an individual, right? So you're in the work sphere. It's kind of that study of like, how do you interact with your work environment? Um, it can help an organization improve performance, motivation, job satisfaction, occupational safety, right? So that's kind of where her mind is at. The work world, the psychology, and relation of the person Dude, to the work world. who thought that we'd have needed this, right? Go figure, right? There's, there's a position for everything. Um, there, there's probably just, like iguana psychologists for pet stores. You know, oh, your iguana it needs two more flies in his case. Right, 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 right. Just, just a side note. Dale Tucker just said, "I got a cool fifty bucks for Massey to do a cartwheel in a tennis skirt." Just saying, dude, you're on. <laughs> he doesn't even have to say anything. You're on, Dale. Produce the fifty. We'll have it by tomorrow afternoon. Split with you twenty-five. 25. Shut up. I'm the one. Get, I'm getting fifty. You got to pay me fifty. No, to no, do no, it too. no, 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 no. 40. I'm sorry. 40, 10. 40, 10. 40, 10. Thanks, Dale. Yep, 40, 10. All right, Massey will get 40. I'll get 10. Massey's going to do it. Dale, don't do this to me, Dale. <laughs> Help me, Dale. I'm sorry, Dale. Dale, you up it to 100? Dale. Buddy, <laughs> I'll do one, too. No, that's funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. All right, let's go. Sorry. All right, political positions. Come on, here we go. Joe Jorgensen, her political positions. You may wonder, what does a libertarian believe? A libertarian believes in anarchy. Kind of. Kind of. I'm not right. No, they're still, they're still, they're still, they're still good. You know, one of the problems is, and and Paul, if if he was watching this, Paul Garner would tell you, they just don't have a legit stand to even make it as a third party candidate. Mm -mm. They just don't have it. They don't have the wheels behind them. They don't have anybody like that. That's a contender because. You know, libertarians are supposed to be outside of government, but then they're still pro-choice. They're open border. I'm like, ooh, yeah. that stuff's crazy, man. So go ahead. No, that's that's a big contention in the Libertarian Party is being open border. And pro-life. And, and, pro and, and a lot of libertarians are pro-life, and some of them aren't. Like Joe Jorgensen's yeah. pro-choice. Yeah. and Which and, does it. It ends it for me. It and, really does. Well, and I've, I've noticed when I was looking through and researching this, I noticed a lot of people who were like, I would be part of the Libertarian Party, but I can't get on the pro-choice bandwagon. No They're way. They're like, I'm pro-life, and I no don't way. feel accepted by the party. And Jorgensen actually kind of covered that a little bit, but she didn't do enough work on it, which we'll point out to you. But that's just something to remember is the Libertarian Party believes in full autonomy of the person's body, which means they place themselves in saying, you can't regulate what a woman does with her body. So just, just hold on to that. So her political positions, healthcare and social security. So this is where I, I, I completely agree with her. She supports free market healthcare. Hmm, good. And private health accounts. So as opposed to social security, as opposed to, you know, like Medicare, Medicaid, you set up your health account. And, and there are actually countries in, in Asia that do this, like Singapore. They set up private health accounts. And it actually works really well for them. Yeah, yeah. And so she opposes single payer. She calls it disastrous. Yeah, uh, obvious statement of the century. Um, well, I, and, I, and I think too, just to point this out, the reason why the libertarian candidate was so intriguing to me was when Ron Paul was running. He was yeah, a pro-life candidate uh, who was totally, for the most part, constitutional. Yeah. Wanted to get out of foreign wars. Wanted to get out of. So his whole position was: we need to be non-interfering. We need to be America, standalone. Let's be a city on a hill again. Let's reduce our debt. Let's audit the Fed. Let's. I mean, he yeah, was he after did. about he was about attacking our own government in a good way. Like, let's just reduce our size 
and let people be free and let the states do what they got to do. Amendment 10, you know, whoever thought of that. It, so, like, his whole idea is not in play anymore, really. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, if Ron, let's let's put it this way. And, and some of you probably remember Ron Paul. I loved the, him. The, the younger I did. generation I probably him. don't know him. But if Ron Paul were running, I, speaking for myself, Massey can agree or disagree with this. I would vote for Ron 100%. Paul. 100%. Over Trump, hundred percent. He is so much more 100%. constitutional, so much more libertarian, so much more principle and foundational moved than Trump. It, that's that's not speaking against Trump. It's just no, it's like not. that's where Ron Paul was. Is he lines up so closely with what we stand for? Yeah, one of the things you run into as a as a real Christian is compromise. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lack and compromise at the word of God. I just don't. Right. But why does that carry into politics, right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of tough because we only legit have a two-party system that we've kind of fallen into, right? And we have to—the the, the closest candidate we have to our values is Trump. And, you know, regardless of what he says and does, um, he is not a pastor. You know, he's—so so for us to look to him for moral character is wrong. And everybody says this now coming out, but I just—you guys got to hear this. It wasn't an easy decision because I always want to follow my conscience. The bottom line is we have a guy, Joe Biden, and he'll—if he croaks— I mean, it's I shouldn't Harris. even have said that. If he dies, respectfully, it's Harris. And she is a radical. And I'm sorry, I'm done with this radical stuff, dude. It's a radical puppet. And you know what? We've got to start somewhere. And dang it, we've got to go in and reform the Republican Party to get it back to constitutional values. Yeah. That is our job right now, because that's the party we're. That's the thing we're fighting. And I know that goes against some of my friends who are libertarian. I know that goes against some of my friends who are very principled in the Constitution. I am just as principled. The bottom line is, though, I can't. And, you know, again, for, for you to say, well, then, dang it, we just have to let it happen. I know that. But my kids are at stake, too, here. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I can stop this flow, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I've got to do something. Now, some of my friends who are liberals that are watching this, oh, I thought you weren't voting for Trump. You know what? I had a real gut check the, the other a few weeks ago. Where it's like, you know what? I'm contributing to this. I've got to do something. And you know what? He's, wh- I'm just saying, I'm just asking. And I'll pray about this, dude. What if he calls us up there to teach this 70, 1776 initiative? What if he has us come up and teach her, Chris Ann Hall? Dude, that would upend the government. Yeah. She would talk about literally disrupting the government. And I mean, what an in. That's what we want here. So it's like, if we can at least get an in to do that, let's do it. You know what I mean? And she's one of the top dogs out there to do it right now. Yeah. And and that's why we want to talk about Jorgensen, because we want to decide is is Jorgensen the type of candidate that you go, you know what? She is so much more foundational than Trump is that I'm actually going to put my vote towards her. I uh, we're not talking about the argument of who's actually going to win. It's your conscience in your vote. right? Your yes. decision. Are you a minority? Yes. And deciding on foundation. As opposed to just swaying in the wind, going, "Well, who's going to win better?" I'm not. I, uh, hear, hear my heart on that. I'm not mocking people who are like, "Well, I know Jorgensen won't win, so therefore I'm going to vote for Trump." That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, look at your conviction and your beliefs. That's why we're discussing Jorgensen, right? So once we get to the end, we're gonna we're gonna determine in a conclusion: Truth. Truth. is she worth that third party vote? Is she worth that? Is she that much different than Trump or than another party? Right, because, see, here's the two sides of it. You have Christians who are voting for Biden. I mean, and there was this recent article that just came out that said 1,600 evangelical— So the flip what? 1,600 evangelical leaders came out in support of Biden. Yeah, I'd love to see what denominations are part of. Who cares? Dude, who I vote for should not determine who you vote for. Yeah. 
know what that does? It puts, again, you're putting your dependency on someone else to figure out who you should vote for. It shouldn't matter who someone comes out and endorses. It shouldn't matter if The Rock endorses Trump or uh, if Hollywood stars are endorsing uh, Biden or whoever. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, The Rock endorsed uh, Biden. All these things. It doesn't matter who we endorse. It matters what you're doing. The Bible says to study to show yourself approved to God. Study the scriptures, it says. Search the scriptures. Search your candidates. Study them. Make sure you know who's running for judge in your era. Make sure you know who's running for county council and all these things. That's your job. You shouldn't depend on me. Now, if you need help on finding those resources, I'd love to help you. But you have to make that decision before God. And the whole reason we're doing this is because we want to help give you information, give you direction on what a candidate actually believes. Now, that's not the end all be all. I can tell you where we went for these links, right? And I can tell you where we got these information. But... We also want you to seek out your own information. Take a half an hour, take an hour, just look through who am I actually voting for and why. Now, that being said, criminal justice and drug policy, because I want to get through this, I want to get to the end so that we can discuss (laughs) conclusions. So criminal justice and drug policy. She opposes civil asset forfeiture and qualified immunity. Yes, absolutely. And if there's anybody that will talk about civil asset forfeiture, I know we bring up the name a lot, but Paul, man, I would love to get you on and talk about civil asset forfeiture. This is egregious. Basically, what this says is if you get pulled over and you have cash in your car and the cop searches the car and takes it as evidence, it goes into the police budget. The police own that money. Right. There's been cases where like people have ten, fifteen thousand dollars of cash in their car because they want to buy a house. They get pulled over because it's fifteen thousand dollars in cash. It looks suspicious. So the police <laughs> take it and say, well, it's ours now. Is and it you can't get your cash back to buy Is your house because some cop on the freeway decides, oh, it looks like drug money. Yeah, sure is. <sighs> Anyways. She opposes the war on drugs. She would abolish drug laws and urges demilitarization of police. We're actually for that. I'm, I'm for uh, stopping the drug war. It hasn't yeah. done anything. We're spending yeah. a ton of money for nothing. And and there are actually a lot of examples. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are very powerful examples of ending drug laws and criminalizing drugs and instead taking an alternate approach to how you approach drug addiction. You know, even this demilitarization of police, that's a broad statement. It is a very broad statement, right? Even those who say defund the police, listen, you're going to say defund the police when you yourselves can't even agree on the morals that you have. Boom. Think about this. You, you you support Antifa, but you, you say I would never burn down a business, but you support those that do. You support those who are child pedophiles, like a lot of the people who are out there. Seriously, you do. You do. You want people to be open and free with their sexuality, and you want to defund the police when you yourself can't even determine what your morals are. Think about it. Just think about what you're saying here. And no, I didn't call all gay people pedophiles. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? What I'm saying is you do support movements like this that are out there right now. Who's, who's spoken against these movements about child pedophilia? How come we're allowing it to be taught in some schools here in this country? Why? Why? Yeah. All of a sudden, age has become part of... That's exactly right. Now, California it. dropped its age of consent. Don't tell me you don't support this because you do. And if you guys can't even agree on your own morality, you want to defund the police, good luck. Who's going to watch your cities then? We will. They'll say, we will. How can I trust you? You can't even trust yourself with your own morals. You're outside of the Lord. I can't trust that. I don't know you. Right? And it's like, I know my neighbors. They're good people. 
but I've gotten to know my neighbors. They're good yeah. people, right? But I don't trust people that say, we'll, we'll take care. You're becoming government. The very thing you're trying to defund, you're trying to do. You're becoming government. Authoritarian. Authoritarian. It's exactly it. The the Seattle mayor um, is now kind of scared because they've lost 100 members off the police force. After, of Dude. course, she was like, defund the police, defund the police. Now, suddenly, they lost 100 members, and she's like, oh, what do I do? What did you think was going to happen? Dude, that's what gets me. It's like... You called for defund the police day after day after day after day. So the police start retiring and leaving. And then all of a sudden you're like, what are we going to do? Can you imagine going to work every day where people said, ah, we should defund your job. Would you find that enjoyable? Would, Would you, you find it enjoyable? That? Would you find it enjoyable that the media is literally labeling you every single day when Racist, something happens? Murderer, seriously. And that someone white else. White supremacy. Yeah, seriously. And it's like, you, you know, a majority of these cops aren't. There are some, Sure. Right. Yeah. But there's bad churches and a lot of awesome churches. Okay. There's cults and then there's not cults and you can't label, you can't put them all in the stigma. And so what happens is they go to work. What, what did you think was going to happen when your own boss is saying, let's do, de let's defund them. What did you think was going to happen? Look at Venezuela and what happened when they had a defund the police movement. Look, just look. Okay, I'm telling you, this is not just some fringe crazy thing. This is part of something bigger. Conspiracy ran over. All right. D pay attention to this stuff. And I'm, I'm speaking to the people who are like, defund the police. What do you think is going to happen? Look at CHOP, right? You have an autonomous zone in the middle, or Chaz, CHOP, whatever you want to call it, mm, yeah. in the Chaz. middle of a city Suddenly they have rapes and murders that happen. And they, they, they're like, what do we do on this? I'm sorry. You're the one who wanted to get it, rid of police. And you guys, wanted to get rid of law and order. You wanted to get rid of the foundation. This is what happens when you try to tear down the foundation. Yeah, dude, it's really tough, too, because it's like we're not saying every liberal wants chaos. Mm -mm. I, I know tons of them that don't. Okay, look, I'm, I'm going to destroy this narrative, okay? And people are like, you're playing the fence. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I just know a lot of people, and they don't want this. A lot of people that are gay want to be left alone. I know many yeah, of them. Yeah, most okay? of them do not it's like this the agenda that movement. we're pushing that people are bad and somehow you're good and godly, right? That even now in the narrative is uh, Mark Wahlberg said something racist 30 years ago, but he hasn't repented or something. And then we still keep throwing that in his face that like, hey, you can't change in your future. But if someone pointed out something to you, that now you become a bigot and judgmental. You, you want, see what I'm saying? They're destroying yeah. standards, dude, and it's gross. You want to know who the most dangerous person in the room is? The one who says, they didn't do it right, but I'll do it right. You notice Isn't, how many how many socialists and communists say that? They, Great point. In today's world, they say, uh, they just didn't do it right, but I'll do it right. No, you won't. You'll kill and murder in order to get your way, and you'll never reach utopia. You want to know why? Because the original definition of utopia is no place, a.k.a. it cannot happen, a.k.a. the final position of communism cannot happen in this world because you know what's in the middle of it? Dictators, oppression, death, genocide. All of that stuff happens. You cannot get to the final position. You can't. Why? Because wickedness and sin will take over. Truth. If you do not Very fight true. them with foundational biblical positions, sin and wickedness will reign supreme. And guess what? 
people love power. Dude. And the very thing you're complaining about is exactly what you want. Authoritarianism. Seriously, though. And it's like, you guys think that we're going to get this right? That socialism will work this time? Don't tell me other civilizations have said, you know, socialism will work this time if we do it right. We just got to put our trust in this guy for a little while. He'll fix it. He'll make it work. He'll get the economy up. It's exactly. I mean, every dictator promised this, that they'll fix it somehow. This is why I don't like the Trump praisers. I just don't like it. It's scary stuff, right? I'm not I'm not that dude at all. I'm not. I'm just looking at policy, period, right? And we got to be careful that we're pushing off only for one candidate. Guys, who's on your state ballot? Who's on the city council ballot? You guys are really start thinking about what's going on locally. And this whole COVID thing really woke us up yeah. to the local elections. As a matter of fact, good. if you look at Joe Jorgensen, we can go back to this now, the poverty thing where she talks about reforming occupational licensing. I think, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, what she's talking about with poverty um, is 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 really good removing minimum wage laws. I agree with that, and here's why. And people are like, "Oh my gosh, you want to take away minimum wage?" Can people you explain get that? paid two dollars an hour? Right, right. Can you explain that, please? So, th- here's why libertarians want to remove minimum wage. Right. So let's say a, this is going to sound offensive, but it's not offensive because it, it's just truth. Right. This is just friggin' truth. There are people who have an IQ of like seventy five. These people, and and I mean this with all due respect, Seriously. have a hard time working the machine at McDonald's. They do. The, the, the system is just too complex for them to work. Now, set a minimum wage for $12, $15, $20 an hour. You as a business owner, what do you decide to do with that worker who can't even work your, your computer system to take orders? If you have to pay $15 an hour, you decide, I can't hire this person. I've got to hire the best. And so what you do is you fire that person. So that person doesn't even get $8 an hour. That person gets $0 an hour. So when I was a little personal account, when I was working at Kilwins in Wisconsin, oh, great. Find Moments. Moments. Okay. Oh, thank you, Lord. Go to Kilwins. Go to Kilwins. <laughs> Great ice cream. Great. Oh, gosh. Matter of oh, fact, what dude, are we doing after this? Let's do that. Kilwins tracks. No, I'm kidding. I can't. Uh-huh. I'm working out. Kinda. Not, it doesn't matter. You're burning calories. Eat more calories. Build muscle. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> sounds about as smart as defund the police. I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was great. So, so when I was working at Kilwins, the referendum for $15 an hour came up in Wisconsin. And my boss and I, who are both staunch, conservative, libertarian, business-minded people, were having this argument with, guess what, University of Wisconsin college students who thought $15 an hour, yeah, absolutely stand up for the poor. He and I both described to them. Now, I understand where their hearts were at, right? Their hearts were like, yeah, pay people what they deserve. He and I both, which it was beautiful because they were getting paid by the by the company. So it was like, this is easy. We pointed out to them, okay, $15 an hour. Do you understand what would happen? Our costs would raise thousands by the week. 100%. So, Because you got to cover that cost. We got to cover that cost. So we told them, what do you expect us to do? We have a couple of options. Raise our prices to where nobody will buy our stuff. Cut your hours so that we can afford payroll and make you do more. Or slim down our roster of employees and then make them work more. And we were able to discuss with them of like, no, you don't understand. Like 
there is a a lot of times a very slim profit margin for a business. And if you take that away by Truth. raising the minimum wage, Truth. what has to happen is cutting Truth. out the the weakest employees, taking the strongest and putting more weight on them. Do you see what happens with government regulation? It it's just throws just... everything off, dude. And here's why. Ice cream is a novelty. It's meant to be a novelty. You don't have to go out and buy ice cream every day, though I would love to. You can't buy ice cream every day, right? You got to work. You got kids to feed. You got all these things, right? Who in the heck's going to go out and get an ice cream cone for 13 bucks an ice cream cone? Yeah. Who's going to do that? Yeah. If you keep doing this, it's going to raise prices on people who are a novelty type thing. And then they don't buy it. And this then is you don't why raise it's crazy when you go to like a Legoland or you go to Disney. I'm not blaming them, dude. They're, they're, if their taxes go up or whatever, their prices keep going up. And it's yeah. like, I got, I got three kids and a wife and me. All of a sudden, it's like $150 to go to two parks each person. Yeah. Who can afford that stuff, dude? It's insanity. Oh, man. Ugh. And it's all government regulation, dude, because you can't charge what you want to. You can't. And you know what? We're not saying to pay people poor wages. Nobody will work for you if you're not paying enough. Yeah. See how the free market does itself? Nobody's going to work for you if you're not paying enough for them to survive. And that's that's a beautiful part of the libertarian idea is like let competition work. Let competition happen because guess what? If you have a business who's like, no, we're going to pay you $5 an hour. But you have another business that says, no, we'll pay you 8 You go to the business who pays 8 so business A, who would only pay five, they have to decide, are we going to wa raise wages or are we going to go under because we can't hire enough people to do the work that we need to do? Guess Dude, what? Yeah. You need employees to grow. Mm -hmm. If you have more work, you need more employees. And that's part of the, the struggle that a business owner has is I need more employees to do more work to be able to grow the business, but I need more business to be able to hire more right, employees. Right, right. So you have to decide how you do this, right? So it's it's not just cut and dry of, well, it's not. force them to do $15 an hour and they'll just make up the difference. You saw a lot of restaurants say, we can't make it in Seattle, in New York, in Portland, yeah, California, yeah, right? Places where decided, they decided 15 bucks Sometimes an hour. you wonder why restaurants keep raising their prices. They have to do. They Rent goes to. up, taxes go up. Yeah. I mean, that's what government does. It keeps jacking prices up for them to even make a profit. Now, some of you will say, some of those millionaires don't eat all that money. That is not for you to decide. That's not for you to decide. That's on them if they want to decide that. But if you keep raising taxes, you notice what's happening? We keep raising taxes to pay for things we can't afford. And they always say this. We need more tax money to pay for things we can't afford. We just can't afford it. We keep raising money on it, right? Imagine yep. if we did that. And now, imagine if any, seriously, if I went to all the donors of Self-Evident, be like, hey, I need you guys to add 100 bucks a month to everything you're doing right now, please, because uh, prices are up. I would never yeah. do that. I mean, come on, dude. I would never do that. I wouldn't even think of that, but that's exactly what they do. Yeah, we're just going to force you to do it. Imagine if I went in there and just hacked everybody's card and said, I'm just going to raise it up because I want to, because I can. You know what I mean? Because yeah. their expenses are going. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We're going to set a new regulation, minimum. So, anyways. Um, you, you, you put in there as part of the new deal, 1937 red yeah, line was a Can you just I, cover that quick? I just wanted to put that in there because a lot of times people say red line and then we'll go to COVID, right? Right. Her, her COVID response. Yeah. And, and I do want to hit immigration. So okay. guys stick with us. We're, we're going to do like 15 minutes more. I know it's a little bit long, but we wanted, we've had some asides. We really want to cover Jorgensen and get to the conclusion. So just stick with us, but, uh, redlining. So which this was on Jorgensen's website, and I'm glad she pointed this out. As part of the New Deal in 1937, mind you, an expansion of the welfare state under Roosevelt, 
redlining was imposed by federal government. You always hear about the racism of redlining, right? Segregating races into certain living areas, districts in a city. That was imposed by the federal government under the New Deal, which was a welfare package. So don't think that welfare packages are purely unracial. Seriously, they dude. will build racism into it. And it's funny because AOC, I'm sorry, I cut no, you no, no, off. No, dude. You're fine. And AOC ran on this. She was the one pointing out the redlining in the districts. And it's like your your program. You guys did it. It was it was your party. It was your people that did it. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm absolutely. So there's there's just so much to this that it's like, yeah. dude, you guys, you you, you want the same the same government that oppose impose this. You want to do the same thing with your Green New Deal. You want to do all these things. Who's going to pay for this? You know what you're doing? You're going to redline the rich people. Yeah. And then they're going to leave our country or they're going to leave their, they're going to go overseas somewhere else. California. Exactly. California. <laughs> California. 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 When Elon Musk gives you a middle finger and says, I'm moving to Texas. When Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Gives you a middle finger, moves to Texas. When Ben Shapiro gives you a middle finger and moves to Tennessee. Nashville. Yeah. You're done. You're just you're done. losing business. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, go ahead. Anyways, immigration. Let's hit that quick. She said she would stop construction of the border wall. Now, that's something to know. I, Massey and I, we have oh. our own positions on the border wall. But this is what you need to know. If you're questioning, okay, do I go Trump? Do I go Jorgensen? Take this for what you will. She would stop construction on the border wall. Okay? Just do with that what you want. She blames anti-immigration sentiment on media coverage of crimes by immigrants, okay? So she says, okay, people who are against immigration, it's because the media is overcovering crimes by immigrants. Huh. She argues immigration would help the economy and the blending of cultures is beneficial. She would dismantle all tariffs and trade barriers, and she would open up immigration and comprehensively reform the immigration process. Now, I can understand to an extent wanting to reform the immigration system yeah. i come from of course. A, i i come from a trade career right or i'm in the middle of a trade career in that trade career i and other people talk a lot about the fact that you can't really build it on the backs of uh multi-generational citizens of america something like that it's it's immigrants Word. right it's not europeans off the boat that are in the roofing industry. You, 95% of your workforce, Mexicans, Guatemalans, Hondurans, Ecuadorians. I'm not being racist. That's just the truth. 95% of them. So the question is, in immigration, do you cut out everybody and just not have anybody for these trade positions in construction, right, in lawn care landscaping? Again, Look at your landscapers. Do you see a bunch of 18-year-old, middle-class white on, boys dude. doing your landscaping? Or do you see a bunch of immigrants that are doing your landscaping? It's just yeah. true. I'm not I'm not mocking them. Hey, do your work. Build your business. I know, I know a guy who his dad came here from Mexico. He worked on the roofs for 14, 15 years. He started his own company. He is doing amazing. I've seen other guys from Mexico, from Honduras, start their own companies Honduras. doing amazing. Honduras. Guess what? They're building the generations Truth. of future business Come owners. Come on, somebody. So the question is, 
Somebody? Do we stop them from doing the work that honestly, and, and I know I'm going to sound liberal on this, do your white middle class kids want to do these jobs or would they rather be a part of Antifa <laughs> and throw bottles full of urine at cops? You know, and, and we got to give people some credit here. I know there's some kids who want to do it. I know a couple of those guys, but also too, it's like we can't, we cannot negate the fact that these guys will do anything to yeah. make a dollar. And there's nothing wrong with that, dude. I'm proud of them to do that. Yeah. I really am. I think it's awesome. The difference is Jorgensen and the Libertarian Party, so especially in the Libertarian Party, I'm going to give a little education on this. Libertarian Party is more open borders than, say, a constitutional party or a Republican Party. Libertarians tend to believe that borders restrict, and they want to uphold the liberty of individuals yes. globally. That's so what, they say. what you're going to run into with the Libertarian Party is more of a no-border system. Now, Jorgensen hasn't come right out and said, no borders, everybody free. Mm. But her statements in terms of immigration policy have, have gone the direction of, let everybody come in, let's have a really simple system. So you have to decide, would you rather have quotas and a more restrictive immigration system or would you rather streamline it to where everybody can get in really easy? I'm not making a judgment on that. I'm just letting you know where yeah, she stands. Yeah, it's just like this is where she stands. We are we are on this here, and let's go to the conclusion quick. You know, yeah, let's, her let's COVID see. position was was awesome. Like yeah. it was it was way too regulated. Totally good. Um, let let the people handle no no individual mandates, all that stuff. She was right. So. Um, there's not a lot to mention about the Constitution on her campaign, and it tends to be set, uh, uh, of uh, personal directives on the path that she's going to take. Yeah. In other words, it's her personal views, not really constitutional views, which some of it is. Obviously, it's going back to limited government because – and I think what's happening is everybody's kind of getting away from the constitutional talk and just saying limited government. So obviously they're trying to market differently because if you just come out too constitutional, they're not even going to think about you. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. And, you know, you can find out so much about these people, but the bottom line is, dude, is does she even have a shot? You know, the bottom line is they don't. And I know every one of my libertarian friends will say, but if we don't pull it for her now, she never will have a shot. Guys, I tried that in 08. And I tried that. I think it was in 04 when Ron Paul ran. I think he ran in 04 yeah. and 08. And it was like, y'all, was it 08 that he ran? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. I it was. He was. Yep. He was. Because I remember 08. when uh, President Obama won. So it's like, I remember he ran in both of those terms. And it was like, guys, there was a big movement. For Ron Paul, yeah, and there, there wasn't was. even close. Uh, he didn't get he didn't get the votes necessary to even like come close to this. So yeah, it, me, me too. And I think that that now we have to choose. And again, we're not trying to throw our personal opinions. Uh, sorry, I threw you off. <laughs> you did throw me off. You, you said something about I'm, abortion. Yeah, because we didn't cover abortion. I really want to hit that right before we go to the conclusion. Oh, I, thank you. <laughs> I just went I'm to so the conclusion. Sorry. I said abortion. <laughs> We're going to conclude with abortion. I'm sorry, everybody. I, I totally threw Matt's off. I was like, oh, dude, Thanks totally a lot. smooth. Thanks a I'll, lot. I'll, I'll just whisper the word, and he'll, Thanks he'll a catch lot. it and run with it. No. Uh, interception. Sorry. Going sorry. The go, other ahead. Way. go ahead. Do Browns win. Browns win. Um, That'll so, be the day. <laughs> abortion. I, I just want a quick touch on this because, once again, this is a very big topic for everybody, right? The Libertarian Party – 
believes in autonomy of the body. Hmm. And Jorgensen kind of stepped away from abortion, didn't really make any issue with it. She said, look, feel how you want to. I don't believe this should really be a platform issue one way or another. Hmm. It's a big issue within the Libertarian Party, but many people feel they can't belong because the general consensus consensus within the party is to follow freedom. Now, the problem we have with this is freedom to end a life. That's where the issue That's comes the in. That's the problem. That's right there is where the problem is. Nobody has a right to any life. Nobody has a right to take it away. Nobody has a right to determine it. That's why people say, well, see, you have no right to determine it so that people can do it. No, that doesn't mean that. What it means is you can't even touch it. It's a right guaranteed to us by God, your creator, whether you believe in him or not. He's still your creator. That's life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, that nobody can touch those things. Government can't touch it. And all these things. And this is why it's like so tough to talk about the, the constitutional view because it's like, dude, literally government can't do. I mean, I want the government so small. Yeah. State governments included, it's going to be a lot of work to do. And who knows if we'll see it in our lifetime, but we're going to fight for it, right? And the bottom line is they can't touch life. Nobody can. No scientist, no doctor, none of that stuff. Bottom line is life is life. Can't terminate it. If it wasn't life, why do you, why do you terminate it then? Why does it quit growing after you terminate it? Come on, it's yeah. life. Yeah. So don't even try that. And the bottom line is we don't have a choice in that. If it happens naturally, it happens naturally through, through miscarriage. Happens naturally. What do you do? It's a natural thing. It happens. Like when, when grandma dies and I didn't kill her, she dies. Nobody questions. Yeah. See, her life's not valuable. No, it's like she died. What, why would you act on a life that if you allow it to happen will naturally progress? Truth. Yeah. That's, that's what really gets me about abortion. But that's a whole other issue. Yeah. So, so you know, uh, what we're saying is Trump it, 2020. Yeah. Right. Trump! <laughs> Trump train! Um, <laughs> so... Our conclusion, right? Massey has started our conclusion before I rudely interrupted and misdirected. Ah, you're good, man. Let's just go. Let's just go to the conclusion. The bottom line uh, is, go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> you do it. Go on. I'm gonna do this. You do Am it. I gonna do you this? Do, you do that. Am I gonna you do, do this? I I'm gonna. Back there. Just yeah. Me. No, do you hit it me again. again. You're hit the dead. tricep. Hit the tricep. You hit it's, me again. You're dead. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, ooh. yeah. Ooh. Strength. That's what. That's what that says. <laughs> Kristen's oh, like, why am I working? What am I doing? Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's his turn. It's his turn now. It's my turn. Okay, so our conclusion is, look, there wasn't a whole lot to mention about the Constitution on our campaign no. page. Now, these seems to be personal directives on the path she wants to take. Now, we line up on her personal directives, but it, it's a little concerning that the Constitution isn't more truth forward and front in what she talks about. She likes freedom. She likes liberty, a.k.a. the Libertarian Party. That's a good thing. That's good. It's good. Okay, it's good. but the lack of conviction on abortion, if you care bigly, <laughs> bigly, bigly, huge, uh, on abortion, <laughs> you're going to have a problem with this in the Libertarian Party. I'm yeah, just being true. honest. So you're going to have to find another it's party true. that cares more about abortion because the Libertarian Party is very hands-off, if not pro-choice. Extremely right? pro-choice. You can find pretty much everything you want from a Libertarian candidate. But could you find more from a solid constitutional party candidate, right? The Constitution is a document of liberty. Libertarians tend to sway into more of a philosophical realm yeah. as opposed to a foundational realm, right? So this has a chance at being at odds with the Constitution. So our final judgment is, look, a vote up for her, a vote for her, 
heard is an improvement over Joe Biden. It's got more of a solid liberty overview than Trump. <gasps> Mostly because, look, Trump's an opportunist. He's, he's, I agree with that. He's not really working on deep conviction, except for he America first, which tends to align right with us. America first. That's in his conviction. But you've noticed his convictions sway when he needs them to. Just look at the budget. Look at these these spending bills. Look at the deficit, right? A libertarian would not vote for that kind of stuff. Just saying. Okay? However, if you're looking for that oomph of a constitutional candidate, there's something lacking in Jorgensen. I'm just not feeling that oomph of the Constitution in Jorgensen's position. It's more in what she hasn't said than what she's said. So at the risk of speaking for Massey, our conclusion is it's okay if you vote for her. We're, we're not like, hey, you're wrong for voting for her, but we feel like you could get more for your buck if you vote for a constitutional party candidate <laughs> or honestly Trump. <laughs> okay, you can't even get around it, man. There's two parties. We're yeah. in this place. I'm I'm frustrated about it, to be honest with you guys. Still, I'm frustrated. Always been frustrated. We've been talking about this for years. I'm frustrated yeah. about this. Um, and here we are. We're sitting in this pot that we've made. We've just we, we're, we're we're in this bed that we've made right now. So, yep. guys, to, we're we're done. This is that that is that show. I do think we do need to hit the stuff like LGBTQ stuff. We really got to hit. What's their agenda? What are this? So we may yeah. hit on that next week or something else. But probably on that topic, I, I do want to hit this. Uh, because it's important to you. So, guys, go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. Find out more. Become a torchbearer. You know what the torchbearers do? Torchbearers light the way. They also warn people. It's funny. When Joe was on, he was, like, doing this whole torchbearer pitch. It was great. Uh, and, you know, the bottom line is it lights the way. We want you to help us light the way. We're going into schools with this message. We will go back in next year with the constitutional message of liberty. That's what I love is liberty. The bottom line is a lot of people don't understand liberty. That's why we got to talk about it. So they're talking about Trump and how oh he's a savior. No. Liberty. Liberty, 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 right? So go on to the self better truth. Also, guys, we have our conference coming up. The Live Liberated Conference is coming up October 29th. Sign up. October 29th. It's our first online conference. We Sign will up. have it on Zoom. So Sign I want up. you guys to be on there. It's 20 bucks. Sign up. It's Sign from up. 7 to 9. The topic is, can liberty be instituted today? Yes, it do can. It. We have a lot of work to do, but it can be. So we Sign want to up. figure out, how do you guys get on this? You guys can go on to 1776truth.store or the self truth.com. Sign up. Uh, we got uh, spots open. You guys can totally register for those. Again, support us. Keep us going. That's what we want to do here. So we love you guys so much. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. We will see you next week on Thursday. You will be doing that one. No, no, it's my turn. Your turn. It's my turn. Hot dog. There we go. Here, here's a question for you guys. Before we sign off, I want you guys to post. Every one of you who's watching, I want you to make a comment. Would you like to see more late night lives through the week. Hey, Dustin just asked the question. Do you guys know how much of that deficit spending came up from just three years of trials and such for Trump? Just curious. Okay, great question. Great question. I don't know those figures, but that doesn't mean that that excuses us to spend another $3 trillion and possibly spend another $3 trillion on top of that for, for spending. Trump's budget's gone up immensely now we're not saying discredit the dude this is just the progression of every president dustin and so what it is is you have a lot of people on either side there's tons of these things that happen there's always some kind of scandal that's being paid for right i'm not blaming trump uh solely for this but i am saying it is under his administration 
our deficits have gone up under his administration. He's outspent President Obama already, I think, in the first term. That's what we're saying is to, st to stick to true constitutional conservative values, to stick to the Tea Party type of values that we want. He's overspent. He's spent a lot of money. And all we're doing, Dustin, is telling the truth. Sometimes it's inconvenient. It sucks. And I don't like hearing it either sometimes. But the bottom line is it needs to be said. We're doing exactly sometimes. And, and thank you for that, Dustin. I appreciate that. It's not wrong what you're saying. And, dude, I agree. It was frivolous lawsuits, frivolous spending on all this stuff. And it's funny how the Democrats will attack him and say he's done frivolous spending. When it's like they won't even sign a bill to, to help America, which I don't even agree with, but because they want to throw their own pork in. I completely agree with you. Bottom line is, though, there's been a ton of spending. Nobody could have predicted COVID. I know that happened. Nobody could have predicted what was going to happen uh, in, 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 a, in a marginalized, uh, I'm sorry, not marginalized, but in a, in a recession as now. I said marginalized because I was thinking uh, like a small blip in, in this year. It was a blip. I mean, it was six months where almost the economy shut down, really, uh, in its entirety. And it's still going on in some states. So nobody could have predicted that, but it has gone up a lot. And we do have to remember that the debt went up $7 trillion under Trump. Now, I, like Massey said, this is this is COVID. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, but the deficit also growed under Trump, right? And even as the economy was growing, which that's kind of unusual, because usually as the economy grows, the deficit shrinks because you're getting more in tax revenue. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're helping shrink yep. that deficit because yep. you're getting revenues in, yeah. you know, and it weighs out. Yeah. Um, so, but Thank there was you still question, a too, large Dustin. deficit. There is increasing national debt before the pandemic. Um, so that's something to pay attention to because time and time again, you've seen Trump say basically, well, I don't care what it costs. Now, I'm paraphrasing. But he's but, been that way since business. But yes. The greater the credit line, the greater the business. Because in one respect, he does understand it takes money to, to make, make money. It. But at what point do you say, okay, the government is just outspending itself and needs to 100%. reel in that stuff? 100%. So we could get the specific numbers for you, but just know, yeah, the deficit has yep. increased yep. under him and the debt has exploded yeah, under yeah, totally. him. Which, asterisk, the pandemic was a part of that. Now, nobody could have predicted that. So nobody's blaming him for that. Yeah. And, and we give him a lot of leeway on that because – you had to try and do something. We don't necessarily agree, okay. <laughs> but okay. we understand people let me felt say, like they had to try and do yeah, something. Yeah, let me say something, too. Yeah, we, Nobody could have predicted COVID, but don't think they haven't been using it as an agenda, of course. You know what I'm saying? So don't, I know, it's, it wasn't, we, nobody could have predicted this was going to happen, but now it's been used as an agenda tool, 100%. So there and you the, go. And the deficit, uh, as of January 28th, the deficit topped $1 trillion. Jeez, the dude. deficit, not That's the insanity. debt. insanity. Now, that was January 28th, 2020, which means before the pandemic Nobody can even really think what a trillion took, is. Before the pandemic really God. took course. One trillion. Anyway, we're over time a lot yeah, of time. Anyways. So anyways, anyways, we love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Tune in online. Keep sharing the videos. We love you guys. Uh, again, keep sending us topics you guys want to talk about. We talked about Joe Jorgensen because someone brought it up. Here we are talking about it. We love talking about these things. We want to do more research for you guys. We want to help in all this course. Again, thanks for watching, Dustin. I ain't seen this kid in like 20 years yet. We actually went really? to high school together. Yeah. Uh, I think he was two years younger than me or two. 
right, Dustin? Two, three years younger than me. And uh, so he, he's, he's a stud. He was a big dude, big kid. Loved, Thank you for watching, Dustin. Keep Massey on the right yeah, track. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I have not lost weight since high school. God is good. So anyways, <laughs> love you guys. God bless you. See you next week. All right. Love you guys.